Hey everyone, it's Haley and Mackenzie, and this is Real Talk About Feminism. Hi everyone, we are so excited um, for today's episode, episode eight. I feel like we've done so many more than that. I don't know why. I know. It's like more I don't know. Crazy. I'm really excited for this episode, though. We're not going to do a feminist highlight. Sorry, everyone. But we're really excited for this episode. As you'll hear, and as most of you have probably seen, Haley led a very, very inspiring march yesterday. And so there's a lot to debrief about that. So we'll just jump right in. Haley, do you have anything you want to say before we start? Um, I just want to thank everyone who participated. Um, I know that some of the participants in the march are going to be listening to this episode. And I just want to thank everyone for marching because it truly was such a powerful event. And it really wouldn't have been possible if people didn't choose to be brave and choose to use their voice and put their face out there and march together. And it just wouldn't have been as powerful if we didn't have as many people marching so i'm really thankful that so many people chose to stand like in solidarity against sexual assault on our school campus so i'm just really grateful for everyone yeah and i'm really proud of you for using your voice to help unite all those women and some of the men that marched for that cause um, and it was all because of you. And I really commend all your planning, all the effort you put in and deciding to be strong and use your voice for something positive and share your story. Well, thank you. I, I really just want to recognize the group. Like, I don't want to say like, oh, this only happened because of me, because honestly, anyone could have organized it. Um, and it really just comes down to like, it wouldn't have happened if all of these people didn't decide to unite together. So I, I'm just really proud of everyone. Well, let's get into kind of the reason why you decided to do the march. I know you shared your story on here before, but what made you really decide to go for it and really start planning and trying to bring awareness and get everyone involved? So it was actually talking about it on the podcast that made me think like, should I do something else to raise awareness in my community? And so I was, it was actually when I was driving to Portland um, and I was just thinking about like all of the things that I want to do for the podcast, like all of the goals that I have. And then I kind of just started thinking about like, how else can I raise awareness um, for this issue? And I was talking to my friend about it and I was like, I want to be part of the women's march, like in Washington, DC. And unfortunately, like this year, there wasn't one because of COVID. And I was like, oh, next year, I can be involved in it next year. So then I really started thinking about it. And I was like, I don't have to wait until next year to be part of an event to raise awareness. I can raise awareness on my own. And so I started, I have this little journal that I write down all of my plans and all of my dreams. And all of them come true. Like I write down things that I really am going to make an effort to um, make sure they happen. And so in that moment, I started writing all those things down and I actually have it right here. And I like I do all the podcast planning in here, but I started writing down. Um, I wrote down at the top activism. 
Women's March at BYU-Idaho. Write down the names of the assaulters. DM people to get participants. Um, get photographers. Do an interview on a magazine, maybe. What should we wear? And I wrote down the date, first week of May, Friday or Saturday, question mark. And it's just kind of fun to look at this now because, like, this wasn't even that long ago when I was planning it. But it was, like, I believed in it. And so there wasn't a doubt in my mind that I was going to make it happen, but it's just really cool now to look down, look back at my little planning, like the scribbles that I made in the car and it actually happened. And so I'm just really proud of that. That's really cool. You'll be able to look back on that too, like in years to come and be like, I did that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like it's such an accomplishment. Well, I think it's awesome that instead of just writing it down, and kind of letting it fade away like most of us do you wrote it down you I believe you started working on it that night or the next day right like you were going to make this happen no matter what and even if only two people decided to march with you or you were all by yourself I remember you saying you were still going to do it so I really commend you for taking that step that's usually the hardest step is getting things going so yeah for sure So what went into planning? Like, how was that process? Was it really involved? How much time did it take? What was the hardest part about it? So I want to say the hardest part was getting people to be involved, but not in the way that it sounds, because it actually wasn't hard to find people who wanted to march. It was just so hard because I individually messaged like direct message on Instagram, random people that I like found going to the school. And I kind of profiled people and like based off of like their profiles, like kind of figured out if I thought that they would be willing to participate. And I also found girls that were um, active on an account that um, kind of protects girls on campus And so I kind of looked at girls who were active commenters and like really engaged with all of the content that that account posts to protect Mm -hmm. women here on campus. And along with that, that account that protects women on campus, um, they posted the initial flyer that I had made. And from there, girls started DMing me and then I started DMing other girls. So it actually wasn't hard to find people. It was just hard once I actually put it out there because I had so many women who wanted to participate and some men, but at first it was just so many women. Um, Like you had so many, you didn't know how to go about making sure they all got all the information and everything. Yeah. Like I, I was like giving people information individually and then I was like, okay, I should start a group chat. So I started a group chat and then people started adding their friends and Um, it got to be like, there's a limit on Instagram for how many people you can put. And it's like 30 or 32 or something. And so then that group chat maxed out. And then I had the second group chat maxed out and it was just like, so many people wanted to participate. It was crazy. That is so cool. Like, I I remember you telling me that when you posted the flyer, you told me you were like I'm not sure like who's gonna participate or if anyone will want to but like I put it out there you know we'll see what happens but that's such an overwhelming number of women and men that wanted to support the cause and march for the cause and for change that is so cool yeah you probably didn't expect that no I really honestly expected like a crowd of like 
15 people actually. Mm -hmm. So what I told my friend when I was planning this, I was like, I just need to get like 20 people. That's it. And like, I'll be so happy. And then like 50 plus people later, like the March happened. But I do remember telling my friend, like after the first day that it was up, um, I had like 15 people already. And I remember telling him, like, I already have 15 people. It's only been up for a day. And he was like, and we said that we would be happy with 20, but right. like we were already on track with being so many more. So it was just really, really crazy. And I was really appreciative of the overwhelming amount of support. One of the biggest things with a march is the signs. And I know you've posted a few signs that you made and that other people made on the Instagram already, but do you want to go into detail why you chose the signs that you did and specifically the one that you were holding? Do you want to talk about that? Yeah. So, um, I held a sign, um, which we will post an individual feature on the Instagram for people to see, but I'm, I held a sign at the top. It said, you know who you are with a list of initials. And those initials were actually submitted by people marching. And they are initials of people who sexually assaulted men and women marching. Men and women. Which is, yeah, because there was some people who reached out to me who were like, "Do, do the initials have to be just guys and I was like no and I can't remember if I received initials from men but there were some women who submitted women's initials who assaulted them so I'm not just going to say that these initials were men who assaulted women because there was women who assaulted women on here too Mm -hmm. um so all the initials like I said are just initials of uh, people who assaulted the men and women marching and at the top it says you know who you are and I just wanted to call out um, sexual assaulters and really bring attention to it and I think it's really powerful because I put my assaulters initials on the poster and I know who he is if he sees this he knows who he is on that poster mm-hmm. but nobody else does and i really think that that builds up the amount of guilt that my assaulter should feel and so i think it's almost more powerful than putting their first and last names out there we couldn't do that for legal reasons but like i feel like it's more powerful because like they know who they are and it should be building up so much guilt in them right now because we're calling them out in such a powerful way it should and Another side of the march that we haven't discussed yet is one of the biggest reasons that you decided to do it was because of where you're going to school. And it's a very religious campus. And you can probably describe it better than me, but a lot of women on that campus don't report their sexual assault because they know that if they report it, the men and the women, now I didn't know that there were women's initials. Um, but the abusers and assaulters are not going to get any punishment. They literally get a slap on the wrist and are free. And so I think it's really great that you put those initials out there because as people are dating and meeting new people, maybe they are talking with someone and they saw those initials and it makes them question, 
is this you? You know, maybe it'll bring up some really important conversations. Um, so I think it's really great that you put it out there. And it's really great because it puts pressure on the school to change the way that they handle sexual assault and um, rape reports. Yeah. And I think it really shows the school um, that these are their students. Mm-hmm. Now, the initials, like it's anonymous because there's so many people with those initials at our school. There's thousands of kids at the school. But it really should put the pressure on the school because it is a religious school. And so, like, we have the honor code at our school and we have to uphold the honor code. And part of that is um, living a chaste life and also abiding by the laws of the land. And if you sexually assault someone, that's not living by the laws of the land. Like it's committing a crime. And so that now the school is seeing this poster and they see these initials of people who are sexually assaulting other people on campus. And they have this list of at least 20 people who Mm -hmm. are not worthy to go to the school. And they don't know who those people are. And maybe they would know if they listened to us when we reported it. But no, because we weren't listened to and because those people just got let off. Now those people are roaming around campus. And honestly, it it makes the school look very, it brings them into a very negative light because these people are just walking around and now they don't know who they are, but maybe they could have known and they could have done something about it and kicked them out when we reported it, if they just listened to us in the first place. Right. And it doesn't matter. I mean, for your school, it's very religious school, but like just across all college campuses, you know, this can be applied to anywhere, but like, it doesn't matter where you are, what school you go to, the standards that are supposed to be upheld at that school. It can happen to anyone. You never know anyone truly. So it, it really infuriates me that these men and women are walking around of their own free will they can do whatever they want and i know that many of them have been repeat offenders and have assaulted other women and it's very infuriating so i hope the school does something addresses it even you know at least they address it and talk about it brings up some really important conversations yeah i think it definitely does and like you said, a lot of these people are repeat offenders. Through the march, actually, through all the planning, I was able to discover that my assaulter actually assaulted two other women, for sure. So I knew of one other girl, but now I know that there's two other people. And um, I won't get into the details, um, just for privacy of the other women. But I do know that between the time that they were assaulted and between the time that I was assaulted, there was a lot of time in between then that he could have assaulted other women too. Mm -hmm. And so I believe truly in my heart that he did go after other women too. And I don't think that we're the only three that have fallen victim to him. Um, But that's another, like through the March, I was able to find that out. And I mean, it's a good thing because it can strengthen my case. It's unfortunate that it happened, but, um, through raising awareness, I was able to find something that could potentially strengthen my case. Right. Your case and the other two women who were victims. 
Yeah. Well, I'll just add that it's very unfortunate that you guys, <laughs> I'm happy that you did the march, but like, it's a really unfortunate reason that you had to, but I'm glad that you guys were all able to be there for each other and empower each other. And I know you and all the other women and men that were there now see that they're not alone, that just because you're going to um, a very religious school doesn't mean that there's not other people that have gone through the same things as you. And I, I bet a lot of those girls felt that way. So I'm, I'm really glad that you guys were able to make new friends and talk with each other, be there for each other, share your experiences. Yeah, for sure. I think it really just built up this positive community of like mm -hmm. empowerment. And in the group chats, like since then, all the girls are like, if you ever need to report something, take me with you. I will go with you oh to the police gosh. station. I'll go with I you to the that. Title IX office. And like people are like making plans together and just like, it's just like so inclusive. And I just think that the march has done so much more than just raise awareness, but it's also just built up this community of empowerment um, around an issue that people didn't feel like they could talk about before at the school right. because it is such a private issue. But now we have this whole community of people and like um, the interview that was done with the school newspaper was shared on Facebook. And I was looking through the comments and some people were like, I'd love to be added to a group chat if there is one. And so I reached wow. out to those people directly and I was like, give me your Instagram username. I'll add you to the group chat. Like so many people. And there's just so much more that can be done. And I'm just really glad that I found this group of people because we're going to keep raising awareness. Definitely. What were some of the other signs that people made and brought? Um, so there was so many powerful signs, actually. One of the ones that stood out to me a lot that wasn't a sign, um, but it was actually something that um, one of the marchers taped onto her clothes. And um, so it was, I'll show you the picture here. If you can see, we will post this on the Instagram with her permission. Um, so you can see how it's taped. So she had mm -hmm. six pieces of duct tape three on each um, leg on her thighs. And on one leg, it says, I said, no, he said, shh. Oh my gosh. I just got goosebumps. Me too. And I, I think that was really powerful because like, I could talk about all the backlash and that we received. And one of the comments on some of the posts one man was like, or one woman actually was like, I think that people are such victims and I'm ashamed that women will like try and act like they're such victims. Like they can, what she said was they can so easily say, no, it's not that hard. But like she taped on her clothing, she did say no. And he mm -hmm. silenced her. Yeah. Like, do you not think to all the people who are like, just say no, do you not think that we do say no? Right. It's like you do because that's what that's what you're supposed to do. And that's what people are supposed to respect. No means no. Right. And maybe if you don't specifically say no, there's other ways that you can say no. Like I wasn't able to say no because I was no longer in control of myself because right. I had been drugged. Right. Which is, again, you didn't say yes. <laughs> right. You didn't say anything because right. you couldn't. <laughs> Right. So to all the people who might be listening to this being like, well, 
you could have said no and you didn't say no. So that means you're fine with it. Like, that's not true. Right. So that was one of them that wasn't a sign, but I thought was really powerful. Um, some of the other signs, um, no means no. Um, somebody put, um, like lacy underwear on a sign and said, this is not consent. Wow. I love that. I love that because like, they were like sexy underwear and Mm -hmm. some people are like, what, what was she wearing? And that's just a demonstration that like, no matter what you're wearing, it doesn't mean that you're consenting. Doesn't mean that you're saying yes. Um, so that was one of them. Um, and, um, this one I really loved women are not walking pornography. I love that. And then another one, it is true. And another one that I really, really loved that brought in a whole new perspective that we could honestly do a whole episode on. Um, it was like a diamond engagement ring. And on the ring, it said marriage. And then it said marriage does not equal consent. We could do a whole episode on that. That's a big deal. Yeah. And that just kind of goes into the whole issue of like, just because you're married does not mean that you're consenting to do anything. It does not mean that you're obligated to do anything with anyone. No, it sure doesn't. I could talk a lot about that. Yeah. Not in a bad way. (laughs) Not in a bad way. (laughs) Yeah. No. Um, but I, I really loved that one because it brought in this whole new perspective. Well, and you mentioned too that there were two or three married couples that marched together. Yes. I love, and that. I love that. That's so cute. I loved it. It was awesome. And um, one of them shared her story of like being sexually assaulted and raped multiple times. And oh then at the end she was like, um, but I eventually like found my person and like he was there marching with her like and i think that's another really positive thing that came from this march like it really showed me that like you know eventually i will find that person who accepts me mm-hmm. and who will help me to deal with my trauma like yes i have to deal with it on my own but you can find someone who's not going to judge you for that if anyone's going to judge you for that first off leave them right, because... that's a major red flag yeah but she just was talking about how like she did find her person and he's supporting her marching and telling her story. And I just thought that was really powerful. Wow. I love that. One of the signs that I saw that I really liked was it said, protect your daughters and it was crossed out and it said, educate your sons. Yeah. I think that really demonstrates another really important principle that we're trying to get across that it's all about communication and education like we're not going to realize that this is a big issue unless we talk about it and, and unless we educate ourselves. And that's one of the things that like to anyone who's against this protest and this peaceful March, I would invite you to educate yourself on the issue and do your research and really just read victim stories. Because um, that was another thing that one of the haters was commenting. Like he was like, Oh, I know about this issue. Trust me. I've done my research and I know the numbers. And I know that at BYU Idaho, they do a pretty good job because um, the the percentages of sexual assault victims at BYU Idaho are nothing compared to other campuses. And I was like, first yeah, off, a lot of people don't report. Exactly, right? Because people are afraid to come forward. That's so annoying. Like, how can you not read a victim story and not want to cry and not feel something? Like, if you don't feel any sympathy or empathy for anyone while reading a victim story the research doesn't matter. 
you know, right. it, it's the stories. Yeah. And I totally agree with that. Um, and so, yeah, I would just invite anyone who is against this to really read victim stories and really do your research and educate yourself because that is how we're going to spread awareness, like through mm -hmm. education. Um, I just want to read a few of these other ones, just like list them off. Um, so one of them said, I am a survivor and it was like sun, a sun and some flowers and just like really being positive about it because mm -hmm. it's showing so much strength that she is a survivor. Um, this one was really powerful. What men fear most about prison is what women fear just walking down the street. Oh, that got me. Um, sexual assault should not be part of the college experience. Um, BYU-Idaho contributes to a rape culture by failing survivors and protecting abusers. Kick out predators, not survivors. Um, this next one kind of gets into the religious aspect a little bit. There is nothing godly about ignoring consent. Nope. Um, survivors don't lie. Abusers do. Um, we deserve a rape-free campus. Zero tolerance. Um, if she was, quote, asking for it, why couldn't you? Um, and then one of the other ones was United Against Sexual Assault with a Heart. Um, and there were so many other ones, and I wish I could highlight them all. Um, this last one that I do want to say is one of the signs read, if you get uncomfortable hearing our stories, imagine experiencing them. Very true. And that's, that's the last one I'm going to read. We'll be posting some of the other signs that, cause there were so many powerful messages and I don't want to leave anyone out. Um, but I think that that last one is really true. Like, yeah, it's uncomfortable to read these stories, especially the graphic ones that get into detail. It's uncomfortable to think about those things happening, but imagine experiencing them. And that is why we should have so much empathy towards right. survivors. Wow. Those are really powerful. I wish I could have been there. <laughs> I would have been marching right alongside you, but wow, I, I'm really proud of you and all the other women and men who came forward. That's, it's not easy. It's really hard, especially to like, even just making a sign, like you're being very vulnerable and putting yourself out there. And even there was people who showed up and just walked with us. And mm -hmm. then like some of those people shared their stories at the end and other people just like walked with us, but it's all about standing in solidarity with each other. And that's just as powerful. Right. You mentioned that some people shared their stories. When did they get the opportunity to do that? So um, we actually, we started at a park and we marched in kind of like a square um, around the block. We stopped at campus, we chanted things. Um, and then once we kept going, we walked back to the park and we were chanting things all along the way and marching together, holding up our signs. Um, and once we got back to the park, there was like a stage. So everyone sat down in the grass in the shade. It was really nice. And I got up on stage and I thanked everyone for marching. And then I shared my story. Um, and let's listen to what I said right now. Um. So the reason why I wanted to do this, um, this march to raise awareness is because 
in November of last year, I was sexually assaulted by someone who lives at North Point. And this person was extremely manipulative. And I, it took me a few days to recognize that what had happened was wrong. And at first, I didn't realize, I couldn't remember because I was drugged and that I confronted him about it. And he was like, no, I would never do that. My parents abused me when I was a kid and I would never do that to someone else. Like, please don't report me. It'll ruin my life and it'll, I'll get kicked out of school and all that stuff. First off, we know that nobody gets kicked out of school. So he wasn't gonna get kicked out of school anyways. But I believed him because I genuinely wanted to see the good in him and he was very convincing. And so I decided to just trust him and trust that he was a good person and that he, he told me he was gonna repent and he was gonna get on a better path and all that stuff. And I mean, the power of the atonement is really great and I'm, I'm not gonna condemn that at all because it is very powerful, but he was using it to make me trust him and to make me not report him. So it took me a few days until I decided that what happened was wrong. And then I went to the police and um, like Rebecca was saying, where's Rebecca? Okay, like you were saying, I went to the police and I didn't want to press charges at first because I didn't want to ruin his life. And so I just went to the police, I gave them my statement. And then a few days later, they called me back and they were like, hey, another girl actually reported the same guy for sexual assault too. So what do you want to do now? Like, do you want to press charges now? And from there, I tried to press charges, but because I was scared initially, um, I didn't go get a rape kit done. And so there was no DNA evidence to actually charge him with anything. So he is now, he's walking on campus. He works on campus, he goes to school and he's living his life like nothing ever happened. And every day I wake up with so much anxiety that he's gonna find me and that he's gonna do something to me because he's angry that I brought his name to the police. And I have to live with that. And I know that so many of you others who have been sexually assaulted and raped here on campus or in other places, I know that you all have to deal with that fear, that anxiety and that trauma too. And so that's why I wanted to do this march to kind of share my story and let everyone know that we're not alone and we're all united here and we're all marching for the same cause. And eventually these people will be held accountable, whether it's here or in the next slide, but they will be held accountable. And if they're not held accountable, they have to live with the guilt of taking advantage of all of us. And so I hope that this changes it for some people. And if it doesn't, for some abusers, I hope that everyone knows that if anything happens to you, you are powerful and you are strong. And even though you do feel powerless when someone takes advantage of you in that way, you are not powerless. We're powerful together and we're demonstrating that by standing together today. So thanks for coming out, you guys. And I just, I think we're all just super powerful. So thank you. The biggest takeaway that I want to point out in your speech is how important it is to report sexual assault and rape. And I think it's awesome that you stood in front of everyone and shared your story. It's very vulnerable. And I really applaud that. Um, but I think that it inspired a lot of people to come forward with their story. And I think that it helped a lot of people to realize how important it is to report sexual assault because I feel like if you didn't report it you wouldn't be at a place now 
where you are able to talk about it so openly and use your story and your voice to support other women going through that same thing. So I think that it really helped um, the men and women there and anyone else who's going to see anything about the march to come forward and to support those that they know have been affected by this. I really, that was like the main goal I had in sharing my story. Um, and I did at the end when I was closing everything up, I did mention like, if you didn't share your story, if you didn't feel comfortable doing that, that doesn't mean that you are any less empowered. Like no, we all doesn't. go through different stages. And at this stage, the people who shared their stories and me, we feel ready to talk about it. And some mm -hmm. people might never feel ready to talk about it, but if you have it in your heart and you're marching out there and you're supporting in your heart, that's all that matters. On top of the importance of reporting, I really just wanted to highlight in my story that we as victims have to live every day in fear. And I know I'm not the only one who is dealing with anxiety and fear every day. Like every morning I have to, I wake up and some mornings I just want to go back to bed. I don't want to feel like that pit in my stomach and that feeling in my chest, but I got to get up. I got to go to work and consciously tell myself every day that if I see him on campus, it'll be okay. And I just really wanted to get that across that like, you know, like because they just get away with this, they get to live their lives like normal and mm -hmm. we have to live in fear every day. And so that's just really what I wanted to get across in um, when I was speaking. Um, but so after I spoke, um, I just opened it up to anyone else who wanted to share their stories. And a lot of people got up on stage and we sat there for probably like 45 minutes and we all sat there on the grass and people just got up individually and took the stage and were super vulnerable and shared their stories. And I think it was very special to be a part of because some of these people were talking about it for the first time. Wow. And I just, I really appreciated um, how vulnerable everyone was. But I think again, like we just created that atmosphere of empowerment. And honestly, like I felt so close to those people. I had never met any of those people mm -hmm. um, before. And so like, but immediately I just felt so close to them and I felt so comfortable. And I think that was great. Yeah. You all will be bonded for life. That's a really special experience. I, I love that you guys all together created an environment where those people sharing their story for the first time felt like they could come forward because that's a lot of people to share your story to for the first time. Yeah. It is. Um, and I actually just got a message on Instagram. Please do another March soon. I wasn't able to do this week's, but I want to do another one. Oh. <laughs> so many people reaching out. Um, another person just messaged me really cool how you started the movement. Just wanted to show my appreciation. Like I've been getting messages all day of people. Mm -hmm. um, so in support, um, that's a little tangent, but I did want to highlight, um, uh, along with people sharing their stories, I was able to take a minute and talk to some people individually about why they decided to march. And I wanted to play those clips right now to respect that they were so brave in sharing their names and why they're marching. Um, so let's just listen to them and we can talk about it a little bit. All of these people gave their permission and consent to have their names played and their interviews played. 
Okay, so the first one we'll play is uh, Canon. Well, my name is Canon, and I'm marching because I have not been sexually assaulted personally. However, I have known several people who have been, and it's just tragic what goes on with that and how uh, boys aren't being held accountable, especially like here at BYUI, I've heard so many things of just, you know, girls not getting the support that they need. So I feel like this march is just really great to actually show that people here are supported, even though it may not feel like the Honor Code office has our back. It's like we women are here to support each other. Wow, I love that. I I got goosebumps hearing her interview because she mentioned she wasn't assaulted herself and wasn't a victim, but she has been affected by it through friends and on campus. And I think it's really cool that she showed her support for those who have been assaulted. And she's obviously really passionate about it too. Yeah. And shout out to her because she was the first one to show up. So I actually was able to have, (laughs) yes, I was able to have a really good conversation with her and just really get her perspective. And Mm -hmm. um, it was just really amazing to connect with her. So I really appreciated her being willing to share her thought. So the next person that I was able to talk with is Abby and let's hear what she has to say. My name is Abby and I'm marching today because I've heard too many stories from other women at BYUI who haven't been treated fairly by the honor code, who have been um, punished for reporting sexual assault or men who have gotten away with sexual assault um, and athletes or other people who their sexual assault has just been brushed under the rug to protect the school's reputation and I don't think that's fair or right or okay and I think that something needs to be done and we need to show that we are standing together and we're not putting up with it anymore. I really loved what she said about how we're standing together and we're not putting up with it anymore because we're done. We're tired of it and we're going to take a stand. I agree. She really called the school out. She called the honor office out specifically and said that things are being brushed under the rug. And like you said, like everyone's done with it. It's not okay. It's time for a change. I really, I like what she said. The next interview is from Megan. My name's Megan. I'm marching because I've actually never been sexually assaulted, but I shouldn't have to live my life in fear that I will be someday. I mean, I shouldn't have to treat it like an inevitability. Short but sweet, simple but powerful. It's so true. Period. The next woman that I was able to talk with was Jennifer. So I'm Jennifer. Um, I am marching because I know so many people who have been assaulted here in Rexburg and whose voices have been silenced, people who don't believe them, don't take them seriously, have this idea that it's a Mormon town, you'll be safe, and then bad stuff happens. I know people who've gone to the police with rape kits and have been told you're making it up, and it's such a problem that people don't realize it's such a problem here in this town, but it really is, so I just really wanted to lend my voice to survivors to help them know that people do believe them and are on their side to hopefully help make this community safer. I'm in shock at women literally being turned away from the police and being told that they're making it up. I can't even imagine like you put yourself out there, you decide you're going to go report what happened to you. You go to the people who are supposed to have your back in this situation and you get told that you're making it up. 
Yeah, it's awful. And I think that she brought a really unique perspective into it. And um, I'm really glad that she um, was able to share that with us. Um, so the next person that I was able to talk to was actually, so he, I'm glad we got a male perspective. He was actually, when I was up on stage at first, when we were first starting the march, I saw him scootering around because <laughs> we were at a park. And I was like, like, he was like very interested. And so he like stopped and listened. And then I didn't, I wasn't paying attention after that if he stayed. But then once we had made it to the school, we had marched all the way to the school. I looked across the street and he was there still. <laughs> and I'm laughing and it's not funny because I'm really glad that he supported. But the whole thing that was funny to me was that he was still on a scooter and <laughs> he was just scootering along. But I love that. Um, he represents um, the community population. He just was a bystander and he stopped and he actually marched with us. And then he listened to all of the stories that people were sharing at the end. He stayed for the whole thing and he actually called his sister and was like, you should come down. So I'll play his interview. Sione, uh, I came out here to the march. Uh, I was just on my scooter actually, right around the quarter. Then I see people with signs, started reading them and uh, I felt some type of way about it. Uh, I feel, uh, for us men, we just gotta do better that uh, females are out here even protesting about this kind of thing. Um, and then I do support them. I support them uh, fully. Uh, I feel bad for them, but I feel like they're very strong for even coming out like this, uh, sharing their stories, having these signs. Because uh, I'm not a female myself, but I feel like it, it would be hard to go through something like that. Uh, and yeah, we just got to do better, man. Thank you, Sione, for scootering around the park and stopping. Yes. <laughs> Sione, we need more men like you. He said, plain and simple, we just need to do better. I can't say it yeah. any better than that. But I think it's really cool that he wanted to talk to you and share his thoughts. It's nice to have a male perspective. Yeah, it definitely is. And it's nice to know that we're supported. Um, then the last person that I was able to talk to was Isabella. And I really liked what she had to say. Um, so we're gonna listen to her right now. Um, I'm Isabella. Um, I'm marching because I have a lot of really personal close friends who have been affected by sexual assault and rape in all kinds of like scales. And personally, I have been sexually harassed by my brother's friends multiple times to the point where I stopped hanging out with them and I didn't want to be around my brother because that's the company he was keeping. So I'm just doing it to bring more awareness to the fact that it happens at BYU and BYU-Idaho a lot more than it's talked about and we need to start talking about it. Okay, I apologize for the screaming. Disclaimer, we were at a park and there was lots of kids around, but I didn't want to cut out what Isabella had to say because it was really powerful. So if you can look past the screaming, what she had to say was very powerful. It was, sorry, it was very powerful and it made me really sad that she didn't want to talk to her brother anymore because of who he was hanging out with. Um, shame on him for not having better friends, I guess. Um, but I'm, I'm glad that she showed her support and she was there and I enjoyed listening to what she had to say. Yeah. I'm really glad that she was brave enough to share those experiences that are so personal. Um, so that is what it was really fun for me 
to talk to other people and really hear what they had to say. And I think it's really great for all of our listeners to hear what people who were marching had to say too and why they were marching. Right. So Haley, I know you will feel like you're bragging about yourself if you mention the article, but the school newspaper, they decided to interview Haley and um, highlight the march. And so we'll link the article in our stories on our Instagram if you guys want to go and read it. It's not too long. I really recommend go check it out. I think it's really cool that the school newspaper decided to showcase the march and interview you, take photos, and through the photos, you can really, really see the power that was there. And you guys were peaceful. You know, like you can tell like nothing crazy happened. You guys were peacefully marching, peacefully protesting, and it really was powerful. Thank you. Yeah, I was able to sit down with um, a member of the school newspaper, and they actually did a really great job at the interview, I did say some things about the school, like the school needs to do better. And I thought that they would cut that out. And I was going to respect that because it's the Mm -hmm. school newspaper, but they didn't cut out anything that I said, which I really appreciate because I feel like they really got my point across and I did not feel silenced at all. And I feel like I was very respected. One of the quotes that they included in the article, it says, quote, you are powerful. Lewis said to the crowd, you are not powerless, even if you feel like it, end quote. So Haley's last name is Lewis. So that's who (laughs) she said it. Um, But I like how they included that because like I've said a lot with the other interviews, very simply said, but it's so powerful. Yeah. Um, I just really wanted to get the point across that like when something like that happens to you and you're just taken advantage of in the worst way possible, you're, you feel like your power is taken away from you, but that whole March was us taking our power back. It definitely was. I hope the assaulters, even if their initials weren't on that sign, I sure hope that they feel guilty and who knows if they would turn themselves in or admit to what they did, but I sure hope that they feel guilty. Yeah, I mean, the likelihood of them turning themselves in is probably like a 0% chance. But I honestly just, I want to make them feel so guilty that they, like, they. I just want them to live with that guilt because they deserve right. it. And they deserve to live with it. And hopefully, like we talked about before, hopefully some of the women who are dating these men, talking with these men and women that maybe they'll see their initials and think, huh, maybe that's him. Like, is it a coincidence? You know, I hope it helps somebody. Yeah. And not to make it so that anyone with those initials is like cast out and shamed. Right. But maybe it'll spark that conversation of like, if maybe I was talking to someone who had initials that were on that sign and maybe it's a coincidence, but maybe that sparks a conversation of like, Hey, how do you feel about sexual assault? Like, Mm -hmm. do you know anyone who has been? Um, How do you feel about people standing up and taking back their power? And if you have someone who's like, "Um, no, it's easy to say no, like, I don't understand, then that's a red flag and you can leave them right then. But if you are talking to someone and they're like, no, I think it's really great when women 
share their stories and women report it to the police, men and women. But, you know, like it can just spark a conversation that needs to be had in every relationship. Right. I agree. And I think it definitely will. I just wanted to address some of the hate that was received um, as a result of this peaceful march. Um, I don't want to dwell on it for too long because I want to end on a positive note. But the article that was done with the interview about the march, um, it was posted on Facebook and uh, there's like a Facebook page for our town and it was shared on that page. And um, I had made a comment to someone very early on after it was posted because he was arguing and saying that we shouldn't have been marching because there's no point in it. And so I was like, I commented and I said, hey, I was actually the organizer of the march and this is why we did march because I wanted to get it out there that like what our point was. Right. And um, maybe I shouldn't have put my name out there on Facebook. It was in the interview so people could find me. But um, there was some threats like made against me for marching. And there was so many people just going crazy about it and being so negative that the admin of the page like turned off commenting and was deleting negative comments. So I was at work and I wasn't actually able to see the threats, but somebody did reach out to me and say like, hey, they're making threats against you. And I wasn't surprised because before the march actually happened, I did actually receive anonymous threats on a page directly threatening my name, um, which is kind of scary. Do I actually think anything's going to happen? No, I sure hope not. But it is kind of scary when you're doing something that's good and you see someone threatening to find you and rape you. Right. And directly saying your name. Um, But some of the other things that were said that were just absolutely ridiculous to me... um, People were talking about getting me in the sheets and they were using very vulgar terms that I don't want to say because I don't want to bring negativity onto here. But others, some other things. Um, someone said, I'm going to be at the protest to, quote, support women just to get some action. Oh, my gosh. Um, I don't know why these people feel the need to comment. Like, why would you take time out of your day to bring a whole group of people down for a very good cause? Like, they are they are the reason that you guys marched. Yeah, totally. And like I said, like, whenever you're going to do something like this, you have to let it roll off your shoulders. But I did want to address, like, like, some people are like, why are you protesting? Like, we support you. But obviously, not everyone does. Some of these mm-hmm. other ones, someone commented, Ted Bundy was a legend in all caps. Another one, 4 p.m. tomorrow is going to be fun with a bunch of devil faces. Oh, my gosh. Um, I'm so sorry that you had to read those. um, You know what? It's going to happen no matter what. Um, The last one that I just wanted to read that was very disturbing was, warning, tomorrow at the march, I'm going to sexually assault every single woman. Watch out tomorrow at 4. I idolize rapists and Richard Ramirez. Ugh. which I don't is even just know disgusting <laughs> i did not know who richard ramirez was um night stalker but yeah the night stalker i was informed about that which we are not going to get into that if you want to look it up you can but that was really scary and it caused us to have to get the police involved and like no do i actually think he's going to sexually assault every single woman at the march no but 
it is scary when you're making those threats because like those are people's lives. And like at the end of the day, like when you're going to like people who are threatening to find me and rape me, like personally, like saying my name out there, like that's scary. And I really just think it's, um, we can use this opportunity to just quickly talk about like what you say behind a screen, it does have an impact. And so really think about what you say, do your research, like to the people who are opposing the March, but like stuff like that, like threatening people, like those are people's lives. Like I had to get up today and go to work and it was scary. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm not, I don't go anywhere alone and I don't really go out. Like I say it at home and you know, just for my own safety. And some people might say that I'm being too cautious, but I don't think I am when you've been threatened like that. So I just think like, think about what you say and think about it before you're going to go against something because it really does matter things that you say. It does. And I know that that brings up trauma and it brings up trauma for all the other victims who marched and all of the people who have been affected secondhandedly from people that they know have been victims. It's not okay. Right. Like I received those threats like directly to me um, when I was at work, like right before the March. And I was like already nervous to be going out there so publicly. And then I received these threats about, um, I won't repeat what they said, but I received those threats and it uh, immediately brings me back to being taken advantage of. And then I'm at work, like trying to not panic, trying to slow my breathing and Mm -hmm. think happy thoughts and just be positive and not want to like call off the whole March because people are threatening me. Like it's scary. And you're right. Like it does bring up trauma. So don't say it. Well, even in the midst of all that hate and nervousness and uncertainty of if anyone was going to do anything, I'm really glad nothing happened and the police were there to support you guys. But I'm so proud of you guys for marching and you guys really made an impact. Thank you. I am, I'm really impressed with everyone that showed up and I am overwhelmed by the amount of support that we have gotten. Like, yes, I wanted to highlight the threats that were made just to show that like, there are people out there who are still opposing this. I don't Mm -hmm. know why. And it says a lot about their character, but I don't want to focus on that. And I do want to focus on like, I was able to connect with so many people and I'm, I was able to realize that there's so many people out there who are just like me who have been silenced, but now are finally ready to share their stories and stand in solidarity with one another. And it was really empowering to me. And it just made me want to keep raising awareness for things like this. And I just think it's really important. And I really appreciate everyone's support. And everyone's continued support after this because there I, there has been an overwhelming amount of love that I've received. And I just really appreciate it. Thank you all so much for listening. Haley, I'm really glad we got to talk about it in detail. I know we debriefed last night, but it the night of the March, sorry. But it's awesome to be able to sit down and really talk about how you felt during the March and all the support that you've received. And I loved hearing the stories of all the women and Siona (laughs) and uh, um, all the women and the men who were there to support you and to support each other. Yeah. I'm really glad that I was able to debrief this with you and really just kind of give like um, more of an inside look to people who weren't there. And um, as always, we'll be posting content on the Insta all week. 
this week will be very heavy with pictures, videos. From now on, we'll just be like dropping pictures and videos of the march because there's so many powerful images um, on there and just so many, like all the signs, everything. Like I can't even express the messages that were shared and everything. So we'll be posting those um, from now on, just dropping them like bit by bit. And um, if you want to follow that account, it's at Real Talk About Feminism. And as always, if you guys need anything, reach out to us and we will see you guys next week. Bye everyone. Bye.